Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And, of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. And today we have a very special episode for you, as today is the inaugural episode of a brand new series titled Alternate Universe, where we take a sports scenario that already happened and look at it from a perspective of what would have happened if certain things had went differently. My name is Jeff Longville. I'll be the host of your episode today. Joining me are my analysts first, Jake Murren. What's going on, everybody? Rational Jake checking in. (laughs) Rational Jake. And Matt Pramuka. You guys are not ready for this. I'm hyped, though. Not ready, but You're I'm hyped. You're not ready, but you can be excited. That's right. That's right. So for the very first episode of Alternate Universe, I wanted to look at a scenario that kind of hits home for all of us, mm-hmm. and that is what would have happened if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving hadn't gotten hurt during the 2015 NBA playoffs? So just a really quick refresher for those that might not remember or might not have been watching the NBA at the, at that time. Kevin Love suffered a dislocated shoulder in Game 4 of the first round of the playoffs versus the Boston Celtics and was out the rest of the postseason, and it was dislocated by Kelly Olynyk, who I still don't like. I still hate I don't him, too. I know about you guys. Can't stand him, Yeah, too. we don't like Kelly Olynyk. Oh. The Cavs would end up sweeping the Celtics in that series but still losing our third best player for the rest of the playoffs was a big hit for us. He averaged 14 points per game and seven rebounds per game in that in his lone series in that year's playoffs and shot threes at 43% in that series as well. And then later on, Kyrie Irving fractured his left kneecap in overtime of game one of the finals and was out the rest of the series. And he averaged 19 points per game during the entire postseason and shot threes at 45%. And after game one of the finals, the Cavs were now down two of their three best players who were providing 33 points per game and great three-point shooting. And LeBron was all on his own from that point on. And of course, the Golden State Warriors did close us out in six games and win the 2015 NBA championship. So let's pretend now Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving both make it through the playoffs, no injuries, both healthy throughout the entire finals against the Warriors. Our very first question, do the Cavs win? In 2015, Jake, I'll go to you first. All right. Well, looking at the 2015 finals in general, we did lose game one, 108 to 100. And Kyrie in that game, he did score 23 points, had four steals as well. So he was productive, even though he did, you know, fracture that kneecap, like you said, in overtime. And really, this was just LeBron leading the way for the Cavs. We still ended up winning games two and three before losing games four, five, and six before losing the NBA finals. And if you look at our roster itself, you know, other than LeBron, our starters were Amon Shumpert, Matthew Dellavedova, and Tristan Thompson, and even Timofey Mozgov in there as well. Um, and that the might name. be worse than 2007. Hey, yeah. Mo- hey, Mozgov had a 20 point game that one time. No. He had a 20. Tw- Where's that 2016? Where he had the 2020. No, game. it was it was 2015. In game four, he was the leading scorer yeah. among both teams <laughs> with 28 yep. points. Yep. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Well, uh, that was the game that LeBron hit his head on the camera. So. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I mean, he even outscored every player on the Warriors, too. Really? Which is wow. saying something. Yeah, he was the leading scorer wow. the entire game with 28 points. So. Atta boy, Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, and then you look at our reserves. They don't get much better. Uh, J.R. Smith, Kendrick Perkins, James Jones, Joe Harris, and Mike Miller. So just not a well-constructed team here. LeBron led the entire 2015 playoffs in points and in assists. And we were just no, we weren't a team that was capable of beating a team like the Warriors in 2015. You add Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving to that mix, though. I think the Cavs get it done, and the Cavs end up winning in 2015. Mm-hmm. Matt, we'll go to you next. Cleveland, this is for you. We have LeBron James coming back to Cleveland out of pity and taking 
a man from the Israeli Basketball League to the NBA Finals and winning a ring in his first year. Crazy what can happen when you're not left playing James Jones and Delavadova and Mozgov for meaningful minutes. Like, I mean, we still had a 2-1 lead at that point in the series, and I remember Delhi had to actually was rushed to the hospital after that game because he was so dehydrated mm-hmm. and everything. Like, he just, like, they were literally exhausted because they were only playing seven guys. And I understand playoff rotations are small to begin with, but they're not seven small. Like, the Cavs win in 2015 in six games. Mm-hmm. I agree with you guys. I also said we win in 2015. Solely because LeBron got two games on the Warriors pretty much by himself. Oh, yeah. You add Kyrie and Kevin Love to that mix. I honestly think the Cavs could win in five. Really? I, okay. Mm-hmm, I do. You look at who they who they faced that year. They swept Boston. They beat Chicago in six, which could have been improved if Kevin Love had been there, and they mm-hmm. swept Atlanta. I think they get it done in game five. Um, and then you look at the actual finals themselves, what actually happened. Game four is where Steve Kerr put Iguodala on LeBron forcing him to take tough shots or give the ball up to guys that weren't all that capable of scoring. But you add Kyrie and Kevin Love to that mix, and now LeBron can give the ball up to two guys who can score at a high level. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, the Cavs win in 2015 in five games. Yeah, we had a big three and lost two-thirds of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doomed, and we were still able to go to six games, like you guys said. You know, take out Clay Thompson and Draymond Green from the 2015 finals, and then it's a fair fight. And I think the Cavs would have won that. Mm-hmm. And the same can be said if the Cavs were healthy and at full power going into that series as well. Can you, Absolutely. Can you Absolutely. imagine how bad of a finals that be? It's just Steph Curry <laughs> and a bunch of like randoms against LeBron James. Leandro Barbosa. Leandro Barbosa starting at the four. I'd be down <laughs> if it won us another title. Uh, Absolutely. No, but, Jeff, I was actually going to have him in. I was teetering on six or seven games for this series strictly because like Kevin Love against Golden State during the LeBron era for me, like, Kevin Love, I never really saw him as much of as a difference maker. There we go. I can speak again. Uh, he always seemed to be like getting. He was always run off the court. He never really had the defensive prowess to like uh, keep up with Golden State's five out and just three hit a death. Mm-hmm. You know, he always seemed more like a liability in those series, and his shooting was always, for some reason, always felt so inconsistent against Golden State. So I didn't really have Kevin Love as much of an X factor in the finals. Now, like in the rest of the playoffs, for me, Kevin Love was, but no, that I, 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 th- I thought the if you had Kyrie in that series, I still think you win. Right? Yeah, absolutely, I would agree. So now our next point of emphasis that we're going to talk about is obviously after the Warriors won in 2015, going into the 15-16 season, the Warriors had the best regular season of all time, going 73 and nine. Do we think that still happens? Jacob, go to you first. Cleveland, this is for you. <laughs> dot 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 again. Yes, I do have the Cavs winning in 2016. You know, like I said, LeBron led the uh, 2015 finals in points, rebounds, and assists for the entire 2015 playoffs. And in 2016, he didn't do any of that because he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. He had Kevin Love. He had Kyrie Irving. So I see us winning in 2015 with the big three, and I have us doing the same in 2016. And I could even see it going down the exact same way uh, with us losing games one and two, winning game three going down 3-1, and then winning three straight games to win our first finals. But in this alternate universe, of course, it would be our second final uh, finals win in a row for mm-hmm. the Cavs. So you don't have the Warriors going 73-9 and then? Um, Yeah, if you're asking me that, I don't. So, you know, that season for the Warriors was insane. They even started off 24-0, and I believe. So I think the Warriors wouldn't have come out in 2016 as dominant if they lost the finals in 2015 mm-hmm. so they started 24-0 so I could see them dropping some of those games as the season was kicking off and by losing in 2015 they could have tried experimenting with other players or strategies on the court that could have lost them more than just nine games in that entire season do I still have them winning the west and being first and making it to the finals yes but you know that 73 and 9 record I don't know if it will ever be broken and I don't know if it happens again if the Warriors drop the finals in 2015. Okay, okay. Matt, what about you? Do you think the Warriors go 73-9 and nine in 2016? No, but not because they couldn't. I think we got to like go back to that season. Now, Golden State, in, in our timeline, like in real life, 
They're coming off an NBA Finals championship, and they're hungry for more. They want they want to go for you know back to back. They want to go for a three peat. And so when you look at Golden State, like they were playing their starters well into the regular season. I remember the last night of the regular season, they went into overtime against Memphis to try to get the seventy third win. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, like that night it was Kobe's retirement, and can Golden State do that? And when you're playing, you know, starters like thirty. Like nearly 40 minutes a game going into late April in the regular season, they were gassed in the finals. So I think Golden State now, like they they have the finals experience, like in this alternate universe, they have the finals experience. They come out hungry and they understand how important it is to be rested for the playoffs. So I see we see for for me, Golden State has a lot more load management. I still have them going like mid sixties and wins, still coming in as the one seed, but a lot more refreshed, not necessarily needing that meaningless achievement when they want their first Larry O'Brien. Right. Uh yeah, for me, I also don't think seventy three and nine happens. Um I think that Golden State gained confidence from winning the finals the previous year and by winning the franchise's first ring in forty years. Mm-hmm. So I think that fueled that uh, that confidence and that sort of um, intimidating factor that they had in the league at the time to go seventy three mm-hmm. and nine in twenty fifteen Golden State went sixty seven and fifteen with mostly the same core the next year I think that they could go somewhere around there San Antonio did go sixty seven and fifteen in two thousand sixteen mm-hmm. so I think Golden State either ends up as the one or the two seed and Golden State won the season series versus the Spurs three to one. So without 73 and 9 happening, maybe San Antonio wins one or two more games and maybe they take the number 1 seed. Who knows? Um Jake, you already kind of answered this question, so I'm going to go to Matt here. Do the Cavs make it back to the finals in 2016? And if so, who do you have them facing? Of course they do. It's LeBron. <laughs> of course they're going We'd like back. To hear it. Of We'd course like to they're hear going it. back. Their first round series that year were Detroit, Atlanta, and LeBronto. LeBronto. Like, <laughs> you Love know, it. like so I have them going to the finals, but um, unfortunately, I have them losing in six. Really? Because you know really? Le- LeBron hangovers are real. Mm. Like, c- like, come on now. And you, and you have Kyrie Irving's ego too. You have J.R. Smith and Amon Schumpert. Like a lot of those like role players and your starting guards, they might not necessarily be as motivated coming off of a championship as like Golden State with you know Curry and Clay and Draymond all winning their first. So I have Golden State winning in 2016. Okay. So mine's a bit different from your guys's. Um, I, in my opinion, no question the Cavs make it back to the finals. They were the best team in the East, and they returned mostly the same core. I still have David Blatt being moved on from and replaced by Ty Lue in the middle of the season, but I don't have them facing the Warriors. Ooh. I have them facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Interesting. The Ooh. team that went up 3-1 to one on them in the West Finals. I think with no ring, no 73-9 and nine win season, I don't know if the Warriors could have beaten the Thunder in the playoffs that year. So I have the Cavs versus the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2016. Now, now question. Okay. Are you disrespecting Game 6, Clay, or do we <laughs> not get to see the birth of Game 6, Clay, in this scenario? Because this is very important. Right. I think if, it, if the series goes that long, I don't know if Game 6, Clay, gets born, to be honest. Wow. I just don't know if they have the confidence in that sort of, you know. Wow that feeling of we can overcome anything if they don't win a championship the previous year. Wow. So I do have the Cavs versus the Thunder. I have the Cavs winning in six. The Thunder only lost two more games than Cleveland that year, but the Cavs only lost two games in the playoffs before the finals. Both were to Toronto on the road, and in reality, the Cavs did beat the the best team to have, the best regular season team of all time in the Warriors in the finals, and this is the team that Oklahoma City couldn't close out so I do have the Cavs repeating in 2016. Our next Ooh. question, probably the most important question of this entire episode, what happens to Kevin Durant during the 2016 free agency? Jake, I'll go to you first. So I still have him going to the Golden State Warriors here. and Interesting. I have the Warriors going to the finals in 2016 and losing to the Cavs like they did even in this alternate universe. So I still have the Warriors on a pedestal. Um, I know that you have OKC beating the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. So that might throw some things off. But in my universe, at least, um, I still have KD going to the Warriors. Um, on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, Durant said, quote, In OKC, I played with a lot of athletes. I didn't play with a lot of skill guys, not like shooters, ball handlers. So after a while, my game started to grow, and I was like, I need change. 
This was before the season even started. I was tired of being the only guy who could make threes, make jump shots, and consistently make them. So some interesting words there from Kevin Durant. And it sounded like even before that 15-16 season got started, he wasn't comfortable in OKC, and he wanted out, and he wanted to play with players that could match his skill and his talent. Um, So with that, you know, they lose to the Warriors after taking that 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals. Um, he knew exactly what team he wanted to go to right there and then. Uh, you can't blame the guy for going to a team that finished 73-9 and in the first place. I don't have that 73-9 and record happening, but regardless, I still have them winning the West and going to the finals. Um, so yeah, Durant was going to join the most talented team in the Western Conference, if not the entire NBA that year, in the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, still have the same thing happening, him going to the Warriors. Okay, Matt, what about you? Now, when you ask me this, do you want my complete alternate reality where I have the entire 2016 free agency class being completely altered? Or do, you, do you just want KD's portion right now? I mean, since you already did the work, you might as well just go ahead and send it. Buckle up. All, All right. right. I'm ready. For context. All right. So during this offseason, the NBA signed a record-breaking television deal. And because of that, the salary cap, the owners proposed to the players a gradual increase per year. Chris Paul, the players' union president, said, screw that. We want the lump sum increase this offseason alone. So this offseason— So this is all Chris Paul's fault is what you're saying? No, he's the players' union president. He's looking out for his guys. That's what he's supposed to do. I'm not blaming Chris Paul for this. So the salary cap went from $70 million up to $94 million, and there was a luxury tax cap at $113 million. So essentially $43 million was added to the cap space this year. As Jake already alluded to, Kevin Durant was tired of playing in OKC. And, uh, you know, he's and on the record, in my scenario, Golden State wins. And Kevin Durant is on the record of saying if Golden State won in 2016, there was no way he goes there. But Kevin Durant still wants to go to a team that's well-equipped to win now. Mm-hmm. He wants to go win some rings. So what do we have here? Are you about to say what I think you're going to say? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. What do we have here? We have a double Supermax sign-in trade with the Toronto Raptors and Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Where DeMar De- where, okay, so the Raptors are going to get Kevin Durant in an unprotected first in 2018. Oklahoma City is going to receive DeMar DeRozan in the 27th pick with Patrick Patterson. That 27th pick turned out to be Pascal Siakam. And now Toronto's starting five is going to be Kyle Lowry, DeMari Carroll, Kevin Durant, P.J. Tucker, and Jonas Valanciunas. With OKC with Westbrook, OKC is still going to pull the Victor Oladipo deal on draft night, too, because they have all this cap space. So their starting five is going to be Westbrook, Oladipo, DeRozan, Siakam. Well, Siakam later in the season. So they still have Sabonis at this point. So Sabonis and Siakam will alternate the four. And Steven Adams. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. Just hearing those starting lineups, I don't know what what you guys think, but OKC wins that trade. I mean, they're giving up KD, but their return is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do we want, do we want the Cavs stuff in this timeline, too? Or are we going, like, whole NBA, or I can stop at KD? Uh, go ahead and do the whole NBA while you're at it. All right. So, with Golden State not landing Kevin Durant, they now suddenly have all this cap space to re-sign Harrison Barnes, Andrew Bogut, and Festus Azili. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cavs, they still bring in Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye. Mil- uh, Delhi still departs to Milwaukee for that stupid bloated contract. LeBron gets David Blatt fired, and Ty Lue is now the head coach. So this and, happens just a little bit later. Yeah, just a okay. year later. And beca- you know he has the finals loss to put on Blatt. And the Cavs are still going to acquire Kyle Korver in the midseason. Awesome. awesome. The Mavericks, without, ha- without signing Harrison Barnes, are now going to have to give Ch- uh, Chandler Parsons that stupid big contract he wanted. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Yes, it is. And the Rockets are actually going to sign Dion Waiters to play. They're going to sign Dion Waiters. Dion's not going to go to the Heat, and Houston's still going to bring in Aaron Gordon and Ryan Anderson because Mike D'Antoni's going to see that Golden State type thing, which is very guard-heavy, and he's going to want to replicate that himself. Okay, okay. That's it till we get the playoff bracket. All right, awesome. Very, very interesting. Definitely a lot different than what actually happened in real life. Oh, yeah. So, for me, where do I have Kevin Durant going? So, Durant met with the Warriors, the Clippers, the Spurs, the Celtics, and Miami during the 2016 offseason. I do have him going to one of those teams. I don't have him going to the Warriors, though. I think with no championship, 
Durant does not sign with the Warriors. Instead, he signs with the Boston Celtics. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Celtics, this is actually what happened, and they still do this. They got rid of Evan Turner and Jared Sellinger to sign Durant to a little more than what he was signed to Golden State for. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. a bit more. In reality, they did sign Al Horford to a four-year, $113 million deal. But with Kevin Durant coming over, that no longer happens. And Boston also has Brooklyn's first-round picks in 2017 and 2018, which obviously turned out to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's from the Paul's, uh, Paul Pierce trade, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or was that 2016-2017? Yeah, 2016-2017 first-round picks, my bad, which turned out to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So at this point, they now have Jalen Brown on the roster from the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston was able to make the best offer money-wise for Durant. Uh, they had the most cap space available of any team Durant saw without going into the luxury tax. So I don't have the Celtics actually going into the luxury tax here. Wow. Okay. They can afford to maintain most of their depth. And they also had those two lottery picks that I mentioned earlier. And I think Kevin Durant looked at that. He looks at that in this scenario and goes, all right, cool. I want to be a part of this. So we'll go ahead and get into the playoffs now. For me, I have Boston finishing first in the East this season which is what happened in real life, but this time they have a starting lineup of Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, and Kelly Olenek. So they, they maintain Kelly Olenek as a starter now with no Al Horford, okay. with Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier coming off the bench. I still have the Cavs finishing second in the East, just like what happened in real life, and they still bring in uh, Darren Williams to be the backup point guard and Kyle Korver for more shooting around LeBron. Isaiah Thomas just like in real life, still gets hurt in Game 2 of the East Finals and misses the rest of the postseason. So in reality, the Cavs won this series in five games, which and that, that game that they lost came on an Avery Bradley buzzer beater in Game 3. So in this universe, I have the Cavs winning in 6 or 7 due to IT's injury, and they make the finals. Where do you guys having the Cavs land in the playoffs this year? Do they, do they make it out of the East still, or, or who do you guys have? I'll go with you first, Jake. And this is in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's get back to being rational here. Um, Boo. I know, I know. It It's not boring, it's rational. How about that? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're welcome um, for that quote. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, yeah, you guys kind of went crazy with that offseason. Like I said, I still have the Warriors picking up KD in 2017. Um, you know, the Cavs finished 51 and 31, second in the East behind the Celtics, like you said, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And we did beat the Celtics that year in five games in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't have KD as a part of the Celtics here, so I still have the Cavs doing exactly that and making it to the Finals before dropping to the Warriors in four or five games, unfortunately. Um, Mm. I still have the Warriors having Kevin Durant along with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Draymond Green and company. So in 2017, I don't really have much changing. I could see us going 51-31, and still being behind the Celtics, and then uh, getting to the finals and then dropping to the Warriors like we did. Okay. Matt, what about you? All right. Well, in my Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant and the Toronto Raptors finish at the one seed. Okay. Uh, Le- Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, LeBron and the Cavs still with the big three of the second seed. Then we got Boston, Atlanta, Washington, Indiana, Milwaukee, and Chicago. I have the – you know – Take a guess at who I have going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to say probably Toronto. LeBron and KD. LeBron and KD, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the East Finals. Okay, yeah. I got you, oh, got yeah. you. And, oh, yeah, we got LeBron and KD in the East. And then my Western Conference Finals is going to be the Warriors and the newly reloaded Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, one of those teams has sense. to be makes the sense. Thunder with oh, how you yeah. did that. Oh, yeah. So now <laughs> we got KD versus LeBron for a trip to the Finals. I have this game going seven, this this series going to seven. And I'm going to have the Cavs winning game seven. And, you know, I took away, like, the block and Kyrie Irving's shot during my 2016 scenario. You can't take those away. No, so this, in my alternate universe, this is where I correct it. Okay. Okay. In game seven, we have LeBron and Kyrie going God mode in the fourth quarter. Okay. Taking yeah, the Cavs back to the finals over Kevin Durant. That's just the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. When I mean, it would be KD, a great. When you're playing KD, are we are I we know, saying that Kawhi's be... shot is less important now against uh, the Sixers? I'm not saying it's less important, but I'm not. 
I'm saying it's not as significant as Kyrie's shot and That's LeBron's fair. block That's in fair. Game Seven well, of the Finals. In mine, you know? it doesn't happen either because they right. play the Thunder. So yeah, well, I mean, it could still happen just against different players. Yeah, LeBron's gonna block Andre Roberson. It's gonna be so <laughs> Andre cool. It's gonna be so cool. Uh, and then yeah, Western Conference, we have Golden State against the reloaded OKC Thunder. We're getting Cavs Warriors part three. Okay. Okay. Part three. Alrighty. Uh so then do you have who do you have one in the finals then? Cavs in six, baby. I love it. Cavs I love in it. six. There's no Kevin Durant, so LeBron can go God mode. Kyle Corver, believe it or not, is gonna hit his corner threes. <laughs> Awesome. And Richard awesome. Jefferson is still going to get a ring. I couldn't take a ring away from RJ. So you have Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, 15, 16, 17. Correct. Gotcha. So for me, I do not have Cavs versus Warriors. I actually have Cavs versus the San Antonio Spurs in 2017. Ooh. A reasoning for this is the Spurs finished the regular season 61-21, second best in the West behind Golden State, obviously, mm-hmm. but with no KD. I think they take the first seed. And regardless of whether or not they've faced the Warriors in the playoffs at all, with the Warriors not reloading their roster and bringing and bringing in Zaza Pachulia, Zaza. Kawhi no longer gets hurt in the playoffs Ooh. and actually goes to the finals. So this was really tough for me deciding who was going to win this in 2017, but I do have the Cavs winning in seven games. Good choice. Even though San Antonio had a better regular season, they'd have home court advantage, and they were a deeper team, the Cavs, to me, looked more impressive in these playoffs than the Spurs did. And obviously, this is an alternate universe, and now the Spurs have the one seed, so their path is easier. But throughout, I mean, you look at the Cavs, they lost one playoff game in the entire playoffs until they got to the finals. And San Antonio struggled a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that the Cavs have been slightly more battle-tested now after winning Game 7 against a really strong Boston Celtics team, even without Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Also, they have LeBron James. And they're coming off of two championships. So I think the Cavs win in seven. And afterwards, I think that they re-signed Darren Williams after they won a ring with them. So three straight. Three straight. I promise. Yeah, three. P- I promise going into this, I didn't. Say I'm gonna do it so that the Cavs win three rings. I promise I didn't do that. It just it just kind of happened this way. Got to be I, rational, Jeff. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get back to being rational with our next topic. Kyrie Irving was traded at the beginning of the 2017-2018 season to the Boston Celtics for an injured Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and a first-round draft pick. In reality, we sent Kyrie to a contender. In the East, no less. The team that we beat in the Eastern Conference Finals a year before that. Does Kyrie still get traded in your guys' scenarios? And if so, where does he go? Does he still go to a contender or not? Jake, we'll go with you first. So Kyrie Irving, as you guys know, one of my favorite players in the entire NBA. For some um, reason. The flat earther, Andrew Baker, bro, what is this with you? <laughs> like This is a red flag, guys. I love my hometown guys. What can I say? <laughs> They're not from your hometown. <laughs> I mean, I know they're not from here, but okay, they played okay. for my, my team. You know? But no, even when Kyrie Irving and LeBron James were on the floor together, I just like Kyrie a little bit more, uh, being that he was with the Cavs um, while LeBron was in Miami doing his own thing there. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie, have all the respect for him. But August of 2017, the Cavs sent Kyrie <laughs> Irving to the Celtics for a package including Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, Ante Zizic, and the Nets 2018 protected first-round pick. And in 2017, you know, Isaiah Thomas averaged 28.9 points per game and had a 46.3 field goal percentage. So it's not like he was a terrible player and we were getting a guy that we thought at the time was going to be a great return for a player in Kyrie Irving who wanted out of our organization. And apparently there was some informal talk about trading Kyrie um, within the organization in 2017 that got back to him and it just served as the tipping point of Kyrie requesting a trade. Actually, we just talked about this, I think it was last week on Sports Power Talk, was Kyrie Irving's mental health with the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Um, He said his immaturity and isolation cost the Cavaliers more championships, even quoted saying, if I was in the same maturity line and understanding of who I am and I took back, we definitely, definitely would have won more championships because there would have been a better man-to-man understanding about what I'm going through. I didn't know how to share my emotions. I didn't know how to do that. So instead of sharing, I isolated myself. Um, he even wished he had con- 
confronted LeBron about his decision beforehand. And in 2017, Kyrie Irving, the man, was in the worst position possible. You know, talks of trades got to his head. He wasn't right mentally. It didn't feel like he was a part of the team with the Cavs anymore. That doesn't change if the Cavs win in 2015, if he stays healthy that year, and in 2016, but they lose in 2017. I think that him breaking mentally and breaking within the Cavs organization happens regardless. And only today, in 2022, has Kyrie been able to share the story of his discomfort with the Cavs at the end of his tenure with the team. And only today, he is fully healthy. So with Kyrie Irving, um, just breaking that down, I do still have Kyrie Irving leaving the Cavs, requesting that trade, regardless if we win another finals in 2015. And looking at the trade that happened in August of 2017 to the Celtics, I still have that going down. Um, It made sense at the time. And of course, we were trading him to a contender in the Celtics, like you said. But with Isaiah Thomas coming back or coming to Cleveland, I thought that was a good return. Um, Obviously didn't end up that way. But in the in the moment, putting ourselves in the moment, I think it made sense. Yeah, I remember when that trade happened, and I was like, oh, we just robbed the Celtics, and then, well... Yeah, see, exactly. That I was, mean, it didn't really work out for either party, to be honest, no. but... I mean, that was the popular sentiment about the trade, too. You know, right. the Cavs got a good uh, trade grade from this trade that went down with Celtics. Mm-hmm. I think it happens regardless. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, what say you about the Kyrie Irving trade? Are you going to break the NBA again? You ready for the next round? Go ahead, do it, do Let's it. Go. All right, so... As we know, as Jake alluded to, Kyrie Irving has been openly immature during his time in Cleveland. You know, he's you know he's he's very he's a, he's a young man. He's in his uh, mid twenties at this point, and so you know instead of Kyrie saying something stupid on the geopolitical level at the 2017 <laughs> NBA championship parade, he says something stupid along the lines of "I could do this myself." Okay. And then formerly, two weeks later, he will request a trade after winning two rings in his first six years. He will feel like a god among men. LeBron's not going to be too happy about this. So LeBron is going to orchestrate a three-team trade involving Kyrie Irving. Okay. Those teams are the Cavs, the Pacers, and the Rockets. Now, keep in mind, with this hypothetical scenario, OKC doesn't have the cap space to pull off the Paul George trade. But you know who wants a nice stretch wing? Mike D'Antoni. So in this three-team trade, the Houston Rockets are going to receive Paul George. The Pacers are going to receive Kyrie Irving and three first-round picks from the Houston Rockets. And the Cavs are going to receive Darren Collison and cash considerations to help with their salary cap woes from the GM. Okay, okay. Indiana is able to fork up this bill because even with in, in in the real world, when they were still paying Oladipo and Paul George, they were still 27th in the league in uh, payroll. Mm-hmm. So Indiana's forking this up, and they get Kyrie Irving. Interesting. Very in- interesting. LeBron is being petty. He's like, you want to leave me? You're going to the cornfields. <laughs> You're going to the children of the corn. The children it's of the corn. It's an awful movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very boring. Okay, but now get this, though. Houston doesn't have any assets now to trade for Chris Paul. Mm, so you okay. know where Chris Paul's going? Where's he going? To a young up-and-coming team in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So in this trade, the 76ers are going to get CP3 and Tobias Harris, you know, Tobias Harris a year early. Right, right. And the Clippers are going to receive Markel Fultz, Robert Covington, and two first-round picks. And the Clippers are are just dumping calf space. They're clearing up for something big. Okay. Okay. Is there more on that later? We'll get to that later. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So for me, going back to what Jake said, I with Kyrie recently opening up about not feeling connected to his team despite the success in Cleveland, I do think the trade still happens. However, I think the Cavs look at Boston with Kevin Durant in my scenario and go, there's no way we're putting Kyrie and Katie together on the same team even though eventually that'd, that'd it, be, it did happen. That'd be crazy, It man. would be. It would be. <laughs> I bet they'd win so many rings. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one Ugh. day we'll get to see that. The two most mature men in the NBA <laughs> as teammates. Right. Um, so I do have the Cavs trading Kyrie, but not to Boston. Instead, I have the Cavs trading Kyrie Irving to the Los Angeles Clippers for Chris Paul. Whoa. Reason being. Wow. 
The Clippers now get a younger point guard to pair with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, who are around the same age as him. And Cleveland adds a veteran point guard because they're in more of a win-now mode because, you know, they've won three straight championships. And obviously, Chris Paul is good friends with LeBron, so he'd, he'd be cool with it. They still go into the luxury tax, just like in real life with this trade, obviously. But, yeah. you know, that happened in real life, too, so whatever. Um, so Cleveland does not acquire Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Andre Zizic, Jose Calderon, or Dwayne Wade, because now they don't feel the need to make drastic changes this year in LBJ's last year under contract with the Cavs, as they've won three rings in a row, and to save money, or they save money with the addition of CP3's contract instead of acquiring all those other guys. Chris Paul is a Cavalier. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome to wow. see. Um, the Cavs also don't acquire Derrick Rose as a backup point guard because we re-signed Darren Williams. And we also get rid of Channing Fry to save some money. So the Cavs head into the 20- the 2017-2018 season with the starting lineup of Chris Paul, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. And a bench that consists of Darren Williams, Kyle Korver, Iman Shumpert, Richard Jefferson, and Jeff Green. And because of CP3 stability, the team doesn't struggle during the season, so we don't trade for George Hill, Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson, or Rodney Hood. That was an ugly trade deadline. Indeed. That was an Indeed. ugly day. It was. That was a bad day. And in case you guys were wondering, what, what happens to Isaiah Thomas now? Well. Ooh. So initially, Boston decides to keep him despite coming off of, off, 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 off of surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, Boston has that that first overall pick, 2017. So they no longer trade that pick to Philadelphia for the third pick. So they keep the first pick. Okay. And who was the best prospect in that draft? Jason Tatum. Well, who? (laughs) Yes, but... Mark Helfoltz. Going into it, Ben Simmons. (laughs) So the Boston Celtics trade Ben Simmons, or they, they draft Ben Simmons first overall, and that means that Philadelphia now has that third pick, and they draft Jason Tatum. Ooh. Very interesting. So, the thought process here is a rookie Ben Simmons can keep the point guard position afloat until Isaiah Thomas recovers from surgery. But as we all know, Ben Simmons got hurt right before the preseason. And I, I could have said that he didn't get hurt because now he's on the Celtics, but mm-hmm. I thought that wasn't exactly fair. So, to, to keep it fair, I still have Ben Simmons getting hurt right before preseason. So now... Boston's like, okay, we don't have a point guard. What do we do? So, Boston trades injured Isaiah Thomas and Aaron Baines to the Indiana Pacers for Darren Collison and DeMontis Sabonis. But this was before Sabonis got good at basketball. So, <laughs> yeah. th- they're thinking, all right, we're getting like somebody on the same skill level as Aaron Baines. Yeah. But, of course, DeMontis Sabonis got really good at basketball this yeah, year. So, yeah. they won that trade, obviously. And the Celtics are still going to trade Avery Bradley for Marcus Morris to save money. They don't end up signing Gordon Hayward due to the salary cap as they're trying to stay, like, as low as possible in my scenario. Fiscally responsible. Right. So Boston heads into the 2017-2018 season with a starting lineup of Darren Collison, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, and DeMontis Sabonis with Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, uh, Marcus Morris, and Daniel Tice coming off the bench. So... Let's go ahead and talk about the 2018 finals now. Wow. Who do you guys have going to the finals and why? Jake, we'll go with you first. Well, back to rational, I guess. Um, yeah. You guys decided to blow up the NBA again. Mm-hmm. 2018, though, you know, just still have the same thing happening. You know, the Cavs <laughs> and the Warriors again. I don't have KD on the Celtics. I don't have whatever Matt's trying to do over here. It gets um, better. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's already excited. good. It's already good. You left a little pothole there for us with the Clippers. I'm excited to hear that. But, no, in 2018, you know, the Warriors, they took a step back in the regular season, and they had to go seven games in the Western Conference Finals against James Harden and the Rockets. But they still sweep the Cavs in the Finals without Kyrie Irving, of course. So, um, in my alternate universe, you know, the Cavs still make it to the Finals in 2018. Of course, LeBron was on that team. LeBron can do anything with any team, regardless of the roster. So in 2018, I have the Cavs get into the finals. I also have the Warriors getting there. And, you know, I still have the Warriors sweeping the Cavs in the 2018 finals. Um, I know that was a rough finals as a Cavs fan, uh, but we lost game four, 108 to 85. And we lost by an average of 15 points per game in that series. 
we were really no competition for that 2018 Warriors team. And in my alternate universe, I don't have these crazy roster changes like you guys do. So I still have KD, Steph, Clay on the Warriors. I still have LeBron on the Cavs with some outliers not really mat, not really um, at stake here with Kyrie Irving and some other players as well. Warriors winning in 2018. So do you have the Cavs Warriors four years in a row still? I do. Do, do you have J.R. Smith remembering the score more importantly? <laughs> I unfortunately don't. Oh. I'm not a wizard. I can't go that far back and just change his mind. Just it's unfortunate that I still have happened. us getting sweeps. Unfortunate, but who knows, Matt? All right, we're going to the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals here. KD is going to end the LeBronto narrative, and Kevin Durant is going to advance to his second ever NBA Finals in my scenario. Okay. The Western Conference is the Oklahoma City Thunder against the James Harden and Paul George led Houston Rockets. OKC is going to advance, and we're going to have a Raptors Thunder Finals. Demar Derozan Very versus interesting. Demar Derozan versus Kevin Durant, where this whole where this whole alternate universe started. As a wrestling fan, I really appreciate your booking of storylines. <laughs> I, I didn't I even I didn't even realize this when I wrote this. I, like I wrote that down, and like it all just connected in my brain. I'm like, oh my god, I just did this on accident. <laughs> no, but get this, uh, so. KD is actually going to win a real ring. He's going to win in seven. Interesting. He's going to win in seven. But Russell Westbrook will win finals MVP <laughs> after averaging a 35-point triple-double. <laughs> so we will have the first ever finals MVP on the loser. And Kevin, Dur- and Kevin Durant has a real ring, and Toronto gets their first championship. Very interesting. So you're, you're earlier. Yeah, just Very a year earlier, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like this, like, would they trade DeMar DeRozan? But I'm like, they traded DeMar DeRozan the next year, so this, right. could, this could be possible. So we don't get to hear that Clippers thing as of yet? Is Not yet. Still we'll, to get, come? we'll get there. Okay, cool, cool. So for me, um, let's look at the Clippers first. Now with Kyrie Irving, they have a roster of Kyrie, Wesley Johnson, Danilo Gallinari, Blake Griffin, who does not get traded to Detroit for Avery Bradley and Tobias Harris in this scenario, and DeAndre Jordan. And with no CP3 trade happening in my scenario, they don't bring in Pat Bev, Lou Will, or Montrez Harrell. So the team has talent, but not a lot of depth. So I have them finishing as a higher seed in the West, but I don't have them making the finals. Golden State Warriors. Throughout this entire time, they have maintained Harrison Barnes in my scenario, as well as Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. So in this offseason, they decide they're going to add, they're going to make a splash now. They're going to add Serge Ibaka to their starting lineup. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ibaka adds rim protection and spacing from that five position to kind of suit how the Warriors play basketball. They still go over the salary cap like in reality, but they're willing to do whatever it takes to win a championship with this squad. So I have the Golden State Warriors making the finals. In the Eastern Conference Finals, I have Boston-Cleveland again. But this time, I do have the Celtics slightly edging past the Cavaliers in seven. Now with that Darren Collison, DeMontis Sabonis trade, I don't think the Cavs can overcome that. So my finals for 2018 are the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors, which could be the finals we get this year. We don't know. It could be. Because we're recording this on Saturday, so we don't know who's advancing the finals yet. Game seven hasn't happened yet, so Mm -hmm. before you roast us on Twitter, this this is Saturday, May 28th. Mm-hmm. This is the finals. Five twenty-one p.m. Five twenty-one p.m. Mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Real quick, who do you guys have going? I got, I got the Celtics. I got the Celtics too. Cool. I'll go Celtics just to upset Logan. Cockrow. Awesome. We love it. We love it. So this was really hard for me to pick between the Kevin Durant-led Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Now with Serge Ibaka, I think Boston is the deeper team, so I have them winning in 2018 in seven games over the Golden State Warriors. And now, a question that does hit home for us Cavs fans. Obviously, in 2018, LeBron decided to leave the Cavaliers and go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Do we have LeBron making a similar choice in the 2018 free agency, or does he return? Jake, I'll start with you. I have LeBron making the exact same choice (laughs) in 2018. Look, guys, it it made sense. I mean, I'm I'm putting myself in the situation, in the time, Cavs Warriors four times in a row. I mean, Cavs fans, listen, I still have us picking up 2015. (coughs) 
have us getting one more championship, and we should be happy with that. Um, does the Warriors dynasty still happen? I don't know. Does two championships really count for that? I'm not sure. But in 2018, there was nothing left for LeBron with the Cavs. Uh, I still have them losing back-to-back finals against the Warriors in only nine games. The Kyrie trade didn't work out. Kevin Love was getting older. The Warriors weren't getting worse. And LeBron kept true to his promise of bringing a ring home. So he joined a promising young uh, player core in L.A. in Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart at the time. And even before the announcement in that offseason, it not only felt like LeBron was as good as gone, but we all knew where he was going. It just automatically we linked him to the Lakers. We knew he wanted to play there. Um, we knew he had that connection with Magic as being one of his idols when he was younger. And he was even able to recruit Anthony Davis uh, to the Lakers the following year and beat the Heat. Uh, Logan Congrove, we beat, I still have them beating the Heat 2018 awesome. um, in the finals to claim yet another ring. So, yeah, I still have him going to L.A. Um, I think it was set in stone. He kept his promise. Nothing left for him with Cleveland and L.A. just made perfect sense. Matt, I'm going to make a prediction here. You have LeBron going to the Clippers, don't you? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. yet. Okay. 2018, LeBron's going to look at my hypothetical Western Conference and realize that's a bloodbath because you have finals MVP Russell Westbrook, Led Thunder. you got the Harden Paul George Rockets. I'm still going to have Kawhi Leonard depart for the Clippers this offseason, and you still have Golden State ready as ever. So what LeBron's going to do is he's going to sign another two-year max extension in Cleveland. He's going to lose another conference finals to KD. But during the bubble, he's going to get his fifth ring. And then in that offseason, in the 2020 offseason, LeBron James is going to depart for the L.A. Clippers, and Steve Ballmer is going to pull off a trade for Anthony Davis as well. So the L.A. Clippers will be running a team of LeBron, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis for the 2021 season. Wow. I would say that they're going to win their first ring in franchise history with that lineup. And guess what? LeBron's going to tie Jordan. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So for me, I have LeBron staying in Cleveland. I think he's happy with the team around him, most of the pieces around him at the time, and the success that they've been having. Maybe around this time... Obviously, the organization is a bit older, so now they look to rebuild a little bit. But I have LeBron staying in Cleveland during the 2018 free agency season. So now let's go ahead and do a final recap of all of our scenarios. Jake, I'll start with you. Just to remind everybody listening what happened in your alternate universe. Yeah, I've said it time and time again. Rational Jake over here. So my summary, um, if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were healthy in the 2015 finals, I have the Cavs beating the Warriors in 2015 to claim the NBA title. I have the Warriors having a great season in 2016, but not quite the 73-9 and record that they had. Um, I still have the Cavs winning and coming back from a 3-1 deficit to claim another NBA title. Uh, But with Kevin Durant joining the Warriors, I have Golden State winning the NBA Finals in 2017 and 2018, with Kyrie getting traded in 2017 and LeBron leaving in 2018 to L.A., Cavs and Warriors split championships 2-2 in those four crucial years, and rather than a dynasty, it will go down as one of the best rivalries in NBA history. All right. That's what I got. Matt, yours is probably going to take a lot longer than that. Buckle up, friends and listeners. All right. 2015, Cavs were champions. 2016, we're not champions. Golden State is. 20 set the 2016 offseason i don't even know if i have time to recap that we'll just say everything goes bazonkers in that i made up a word there (laughs) it works though it works it does it does 2017 Cavs champions 2018 kevin durant and the toronto raptors champions 2019 i didn't put that part down Kyrie Irving trade I skimmed over that that still happens but completely different this is a terrible summary but hopefully you listened earlier so this summary is not important to you (laughs) 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 oh yeah and then we have yeah Kevin Durant gets a ring LeBron stays in Cleveland in 2018 he still gets his bubble ring and LeBron then goes to LA and ties Jordan Alrighty, for me 
Cleveland wins three championships from 2015 to 2017. So throughout through this time, LeBron currently has five rings I by 2017. In that situation, talking about what LeBron does in 2018, if he wins those three straight finals, I almost think he retires. Instead of I don't leaving. want to think about that. What? I don't, I don't want to think about dude, that. He wins three straight championships. Did you watch 2018 LeBron? That man looked like he... Like, yeah, he I wants mean, to play with Bronny James. He's not I, retiring. I get that, but three straight rings for Cleveland? Yeah, Jordan did that twice. He's got to win seven straight or something yeah, like yeah. that. I, I get it. I get it. I just I see him retiring more than no, anything. You know what LeBron does well, in that scenario? He goes to play baseball for the Akron Rubber <laughs> Ducks and brings I another. Every game, he brings dude. another championship. Can you imagine Canal Park? Oh my it'd, God. Be, it'd be the most popular place in the state of Ohio. Oh my, definitely it'd be awesome. But you know what, Jake? I'm glad to see that you're not being rational for once in this episode by saying that. Oh my God! I appreciate well, it. That's if your hypothetical happens, where you know it would. Guys, I missed a. Com- went three straight. I missed a complete joke. I could have LeBron going to the Clippers, the Columbus Clippers, <laughs> our AAA team, the Guardians AAA affiliate. Awesome. I could have tied that together. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> uh, but getting back to my recap, Cavs got three rings. LeBron has five. Darren Williams wins a ring in 2017. Uh, KD signs with the Boston Celtics and wins a ring in 2017. Boston acquires Darren Collison and Demontis Sabonis. In 2017-2018. And they do not acquire Al Horford or Gordon Hayward. Boston drafts Ben Simmons first overall. Still gets hurt. IT traded to Indiana. Kyrie Irving traded to the Los Angeles Clippers for Chris Paul. And Blake Griffin stays with the Clippers. Jason Tatum is drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers in 2017. Golden State does not go 73-9 in 2015-2016. Serge Ibaka signs with the Warriors. But the Warriors walk away from this scenario with no rings and no dynasty. That's petty. I <laughs> That is petty in all caps, and I applaud. I didn't intend for it to happen this way. It just kind of happened. Good for you, I promise. Man. Cross my heart. Uh, for those listening, he did cross his heart. I did. Yes, thank you. Yes, Appreciate it. You're welcome. And on that note, that is going to conclude the inaugural episode of Alternate Universe, where we talked about what would have happened if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving had been healthy throughout the entirety of the 2015 NBA playoffs. Once again, my name was Jeff Longville, and joining me were... Rational Jake. And... My League, Matt Permuka. <laughs> Make sure to check out our podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. Once again, the title is Sports Power Talk Overtime, along with Sports Power Talk Rewind as well. Thank you guys all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.